Almighty God, to whom all hearts are opened, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hid, cleanse our thoughts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit. We want to grow in the ways we express your love and the way we magnify your holy name. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, we pray. Amen. Forgiveness. Forgiveness. If it becomes a delayed reaction, rest assured, it's a debt that will continue collecting fees. For some of us, this could turn into a lifetime without resolve of what we call outstanding issues. We are not exempt even when promoting the gospel of Jesus Christ and the price he's already paid. We are not exempt from intentional actions of forgiveness between God, others, and ourselves. A careful read of the Gospels um, uh, taught, um, we learn that God extends grace for every sin. Then there's the warning that's offered to those of us uh, that might be tempted to push the envelope a little bit and consider uh, including a selective use of the gracious gift of mercy that's provided by God. Uh, one place to lift this up, uh, you can find it in all the Gospels, but um, for our purposes, we're looking at Mark chapter 3, verses 28 through 29, where Jesus says, I tell you the truth, all the sins and blasphemies of mankind will be forgiven. But whoever blasphemes against the Holy Spirit will never be forgiven. That person is guilty of an eternal sin. Now the warning is clear. The act of disrespecting the Holy Spirit will not be pardoned. Uh, what's one to think about uh, this standard lifted for us in, in the word of God? How might disrespect of the Holy Spirit look in our day-to-day -day lives? Is it when we override that still small voice that's sent to us for personal counsel? Now, many Bible scholars agree that uh, it's an offense that's acted out when we speak uh, wickedly against God or uh, sacred things. Uh, that profane talk uh, is the way that uh, it's termed um, in many translations, the word blasphemy, as we look at the holy text. Now, the translation makes it clear, um, and whichever one you're reading. But as we look at chapter uh, 3, and then we go down to verse 30 in that same chapter, it makes it very clear. It, it says that Jesus um, spoke these words because of the teachers of the law that were gathered around to hear his sermon uh, we're saying that he was filled with 
uh, an unclean spirit and that his action and everything that he was doing was directed by an evil spirit. Uh, these leaders were given um, uh, evil or given Satan credit for all of the healings that Jesus was doing. Um, they were not honoring the spirit of God. Friends, we are talking about the word blasphemy. And it's an insult um, shown uh, to God or to uh, something holy, or something uh, done that shows an unforgivable kind of disrespect. Thus, uh, this is a serious charge. We are not simply talking about ignoring that still small voices that I, I mentioned earlier. Um, uh, this would be a very narrow interpretation, would it not? With the interpretation uh, in mind that Jesus lays out, we want to be clear about our own role in recognizing uh, when we are pushing the works and the activities of the Holy Spirit into the margins of our day-to-day -day life. In too many cases, our day-to-day -day problems give us murky vision. Murkiness yields a gloomy, dark view of the world that we habitate. Sometimes we move about uh, as if we are wearing blinders and can see um, only what brings us pain and hurt. Now, if we tarry too long on the surface of day-to-day -day tensions, uh, this could um, bring us closer to giving hurt and in some cases the shameful pain more priority than we give priority to the good things that God is doing. And when we do not take time to address our own void and accept responsibility for releasing the surface tension with God's guidance, um, we are giving um, too much focus, I say, to our own hurt. Now, Christina Ross Reith puts it this way. If you focus on the hurt, you will always continue to suffer in your mind. If you focus on the lesson, you will continue to grow. Ah, I think her example uh, is, is inspirational because it's, it's like a thriving plant. Uh, our renewal comes in our ability to produce new growth. And uh, new growth for us as believers comes as we, we, um, uh, in the word of God and we are interacting and we are looking to see what God is doing and how we can give honor to what is happening around us. Our lesson learned um, through hurtful relations have power to bring us to our spiritual needs. I know, I know. And they have uh, brought us to our knees, those hurtful relations that we've had. And being on our knees is a posture that helps us take a mental step back. 
a step away from actions appearing to disrespect God as our maker and creator. On our knees is the way we move towards actions that empower our ability to extend grace to others. This means leaning into actions where forgiveness includes forgiving ourselves, especially in those times when we find ourselves appearing to fight against the Holy Spirit. A posture and a position of shameful pride is, is, is where I, I might choose to really lay this out in terms of the darkness of my own self-pity rather than embrace the lesson learned. But a posture of bended knees and communicating with Jesus Christ, our Lord, <laughs> will not allow us to stay um, with the blinders on. And it will, will not allow us to be a continual prey to shame and hurt. Amen. Friends, we are talking about the word blasphemy and it's an insult shown to God or to um, something holy or, or something done that shows an unforgivable kind of disrespect. It's a very serious charge. A very serious charge. And, and we, we are not simply uh, talking about ignoring that spirit that works within us. So if we tarry uh, too long on those surface tensions, we find ourselves forever blaming ourselves. And so sometimes that forgiveness needs to really start with us forgiving ourselves. Amen. Friends, believe me, I, I have that ongoing struggle uh, with taking that higher ground when you have tangible proof of betrayal um, that's leading to spiritual infractions. Confession between you and God is always in order. God's forgiveness brings buckets of love towards us, even when we are entangled in our own unlovable moments. I understand that these moments um, uh, can be times when God not only targets the deed of others toward me, but also my words or the actions of my own hands can be targeted by God too. But, you know, more importantly, it's, it's whether the deed be spoken or unspoken. God highlights that spiritual condition that provoked my thoughts and my actions. For me, it's generally feelings, as I said, of shame and disappointment with myself. How did I get caught up in this? Thus, I'm among those needing to experience the shield of grace and mercy that's granted by God and carried forth by his Holy Spirit. So my friends, I continue to share this mantra of forgiveness and continue to work on it. And I want uh, to encourage you to walk with me here. And as we close, I, I want to leave uh, this poem by um, John Greenfield Whitters, uh, which is entitled, Don't Quit. Hear these words. When things go wrong, as they sometimes will, when the road you are trudging seems 
all uphill. When the funds are low and the debts are high and you want to smile, but you have to sigh. When all the the care is pressing you down a bit, rest if you must, but don't quit. Life is strange with its twists and turns. And as every one of us sometimes learns, and many a failure comes about, when we might have won had we stuck it out. Don't give up, though. The pace seems slow. You may succeed with another blow. Success is failure turned inside out, the silver tint of the clouds of doubt. And you never can tell just how close you are. It may be near when it seems so far. So stick to the fight when you are hardest hit. It's when things seem worse that you must not quit. For all the sad words of a tongue a pen, the saddest of these, it might have been forgiveness. How's that working for you?